You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. I'm Nicole. And I'm Janine. And we're the ladies of Oh That's Deep, Black Women Conversations, the podcast. And we're here to tell you about our Valentine's Day fishing board party. Which will take place on February 12th. Go to our website at ohthatsdeepbwc.com to register. And there you can find lots of recipes as well as where to purchase your wine because we will be sipping. I'm going to be sipping on the One Hope Pinot. What are you going to be sipping on? One Hope Rosé. Hope to see you there. Bye. Mean Old Lion Media presents Wardrobe Boss. Hey, everybody. Great to be back at the Wardrobe Boss podcast. I certainly hope you're having a great day. And if you need to reset, well, let's do so right now. (laughs) I'm Eliza Perilla, a.k.a. the Wardrobe Boss. And besides whipping the best closets in New York City into shape, I like to meet right here and talk style, organization, winning results, whatever comes up with my friends and guests. Uh, Today, the fabulous Vanessa Rosetto is gracing us with her presence. Vanessa is a master nutritionist. She owns a company called Culina Health, and she gets people eating right so they look and feel good and their wardrobe fits great. So thank you, Vanessa, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with me today on the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. The pleasure is all mine. I'm so excited to talk to you. <laughs> Likewise. Now, Vanessa, you hold down a husband, two beautiful children, a thriving business, a home, and I mean a huge house, and you always look good and well put together. So what's your secret to an organized life and what mindset helps you keep this together, girl? Well, I am very organized. I write everything down. Everything has its place. If I showed you my closet, I have like slots for all the things. You will be proud. So I can see everything visually. If I visually see, I have to do these things. The kids have to go here. This is what I'm wearing. This is where I'm going. It definitely helps. That's not to say that in quarantine, I wear a lot of yoga pants and, you know, sports bras and yoga shirts, but that's okay. (laughs) I always just want to make sure that I feel good. And, you know, I take a lot like tips from people like you, just like, what should I wear? What shouldn't I wear? Although now I'm hearing all these conflicting things. I'm like, I'm like, I got to talk to Eliza girl because there's a lot going on and I don't know. Like the other day, someone's like, no skinny jeans. I was like, wait, what? I have these rag and bone skinny jeans. I can't wear them. What am I going to do? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yeah. Like, so I had to take like a denim tutorial. So I just, I think, you know, really understanding what fits well for you and your body and like having those staples, those go-tos that you can always just get yourself on and you know, okay, even if you're not having the greatest day, you still feel good and beautiful. And also like a red lipstick that will, that'll take you far. I agree. I agree. So what, how is it that you, because most people, right. That, um, that call me into their closet and most people that I know, unless you are a really organized person, just by default, you're not so organized. So what traits, characteristics that you have that you feel like, oh, but this is this is why I'm so organized? What, what would that be? Uh, well, 
I have a lot of people to manage, you know, like I'm the director of a dietetic internship at NYU. I have a business, so I have employees to manage. I have to manage my children. You know, you have to manage your husband. You got to manage the dog. You got to manage all the people that come into your house and help you. And so if there's chaos, it's never going to work. So for me, it really is like, what is going on in my day? Like every day, every night I write down like today I was like, podcast with Eliza, 3 p.m. <laughs> like, you know, call so-and-so, 9 a.m. Check on, I have a friend who's not, who's, you know, not, she's feeling down on herself. Check on Carly, 9.30 a.m. I, I know it seems like silly, but you're just like, okay, then, you know, you check the things off in your, in your box, in all the little boxes, and then you're like, okay, now I can move on to this thing. Also, I always like to look and see what I have and like, you know, reframe, reset, even with my kids, I'll be like, Oh, it's your birthday. Here's a black garbage bag. Take out all the old stuff. So all the new stuff can come in. Cause then you don't have a lot of clutter. You're not holding on to a lot of things, freshen things up. Kind of how it goes. Oh my gosh. That's so refreshing to hear because it's just so nice to know that there are people out there that like naturally have it together, but you know, what you said really holds a lot of weight because having it together means you have to have a plan. Just period. You have to have a plan. And when people say, you know, it's the pandemic and I'm bored and the, I agree with you, write stuff down. I have to write stuff down all the time, especially before I go to bed, because if I have a note and a, and a pen next to my bed, because I have to empty out all the things I have to do the next day, because then that can keep me anxious and keep me up at night. So kudos to you for keeping all of that together because most of the people that I know that keep it together, they're single or they're just married and no kids and no dog. And yeah, they have a home, but they have help. So when you're like, I have all of these things and I, and I wrangle, you know, wrangle it up and juggle it, girl, like respect to you for that. Well, um, I'm also, I'm also trying to make sure that my son's future wife doesn't hate me. So I'm trying to make sure that he, does. I'm like, everybody get your lives together. Figure out your thing. Get it all together. Oh my gosh. Vanessa, I know that you love leopard prints and yes. that's a print that's kind of tricky. And sometimes it gets a bad rap, yet you always wear it well. So tell me about that. So I used to have this babysitter. God love her. And she had leopard all the time. And she would dress the kid, my daughter up in leopard. Like I would come home and my daughter would have like this fur leopard. And I was like, okay, Maria, what she's like, it's great. It's great. It's, leopard is always in. And I was like, well, maybe I can like subtly put this in different places in my life. You know, so right. like, okay, I'm going to have a little bag. I'm going to have a sweater. I'm going to have, you know, my nails, <laughs> you know, only, only accent nails. Um, <laughs> headbands, whatever that was. And, you know, now I've got like jackets. I've got, and then I got like matching jackets for me and my daughter. And I always just think it's like a fun accent piece. Um, even the other day when you sent me that beautiful skirt, I was like, where can I go now to wear a skirt? I'm going to wear it tomorrow. <laughs> so I, it's like, it's high waisted. I'll wear it with a black turtleneck, high black boots. Like I'm, I'm going to be killing it. Right. And something that's so simple and like subtle. I think if you get a print that you like and you can pull it off without it being, you know, all over the place. Right. I think it, it, it works. Well, you have a knack for doing that. And when I see your leopard pieces, I'm like, 
oh, that's sophisticated or, oh, that's chic or, oh, that's really beautiful. So I love that you have like the eye to do that, that it's not because it can be right over the top and ridiculous and even downright tacky, as we both know. <laughs> But you seem to have like this great way of wearing leopard. And so the other day I saw this beautiful pencil leopard skirt and I was like, oh, I know exactly who would this, this would look good on. So did you receive it? I received it. Uh, it is gorgeous. I'm telling you, I'm going to be in a like mini photo shoot tomorrow for a brand I did some work with and I'm wearing it. I can't wait. <laughs> like, and also I just, I'm excited to get dressed up, you know, cause you know, when you, when you go, when you walk out on the street in jeans, people are like, girl, where are you going? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just trying to be like normal. <laughs> Put some jeans on today. <laughs> Why are you showing off? I'm like, I'm not showing off. I'm just trying to feel like a normal human. So tomorrow I feel like no one's going to ask me why I'm so dressed up. So I feel, I feel excited about that. Well, good for you. And imagine, right, that that's where we are, that people are like, where are you going? You're wearing jeans. And yep. to me, that's like a little crazy because, and people ask me this all the time. They're like, you know, I'm getting a little bit lazy with the sweats. I'm wearing them all the time. And I'm like, just wear them maybe once or twice a week and style them, style them, pick stylish ones. You don't have to live in sweats. Like we don't have to go all the way to the extreme to the other side because life has changed. I think we lose ourselves when we do that. So yes, wear your jeans, Vanessa, wear your rag and bone skinny jeans, because if they look good, wear them. I don't, you know, I'm not a slave to any trend. So if they tell me, oh, you can't wear, um, you know, a super wide, like 70s jean, you can't wear that, that don't tell me what to wear. I will wear it and I will make it look gorgeous. So you can follow the trends if you want to. I'm not following what so-and-so says, what an influence, influencer says. I just, I do me. My style is my style. I, re I really resonate. That really resonates with me because I, I do like notice things about like, you know, I'm, I'm on Instagram, like everybody else and you see, you see things, celebrities wearing things. Sometimes I'm like, okay, that's okay. But then also I'm just like, that's a trend and that's not a classic staple. And I don't think I really want that because that's not really my style. So I just get the things that I feel I like and look good on me. And the other day when they were like skinny jeans are out, I'm like, what? Or like, can I still wear my moto jacket? Because that all saints moto jacket is life and I'm going to wear it. So I'm going to be buried in that thing. Like that's coming with me. So like enough, but I also think it's so funny because my kids are the same way. My kids go to Catholic school. They come home and change their clothes because they, they want to get dressed. And my daughter tries to like zhuzh up every outfit. She's like, where is that skirt that I had? That's glitter. Cause I can, I'm wearing that. <laughs> I'm like, girl, it's Tuesday. She's like, I don't care. I'm wearing that. I'm like, okay, wear it. So they, they, they want to get dressed up too. And in the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of the kids would be on Zoom in their, um, in their pajamas. And one time the teacher was like, Kate, my daughter, Kate, does your mother let you stay in your pajamas? She's like, no, she makes us get up, brush our teeth and get dressed. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Yes. So you feel, I think that's what you have to like instill in yourself. If you feel like you want to like get up and be productive, it's the same thing that I talk to my nutrition clients. Like you have to make that commitment every day to do those things. So no, you got to get dressed and it's not okay to be wearing sweatpants every single day. Cause then you don't, then you don't want to do anything. Then you're just like always wearing the same clothes over and over again. 
And that gets you into some kind of a lazy mindset, okay? We're already there by default, but I don't think it's healthy to live there. That's like saying, okay, well, if I'm going to wear sweats, then what's the difference? I might as well eat bagels and donuts all day too. You know what I mean? That lazy mindset sets off more of that. And I think that it's up to us to keep ourselves intact. Like many times you see people and I don't, I don't believe in you stop being stylish at a certain age. Like that's the most ridiculous thing. I mean, my mother, you should see, I like, it's not really a struggle anymore, but I keep my mother on point. I'm like, mom, don't wear that. And now when I go pick her up, if we're going to have dinner or something, she's like, oh, look, I wore this. And she's getting into enjoying her clothing and buying clothing. You should. It's we don't have a lot of time here. Make the best of it. You know, on the day that you die, do you want to say, oh, my gosh, I died in sweats. (laughs) I don't want to die in sweats. No, no. (laughs) I need a super discount, but I, girl, I'm not dying in sweats. I watched this show yesterday, this Bling Empire on Netflix. And uh, this, you saw that mother, the the DJ's mother. I was like, okay, this, this is who I aspire to be. (laughs) First of all. Her daughter was had like all the Botox, all the things. That lady did not have any of that. Her skin was like milk. Her outfit was beautiful. She was beautiful. And she had her beautiful coat with the fur on the around the collar, yes. which I have a coat just like that. Yes, she looked amazing. And I'm like, this is what you have to be. Just cause and she's probably like 75, 76. She is. She and great. did you see her? She was taking photos for her daughter. For Instagram, and her daughter has like, who knows, a million followers, right? But the mom came out and she was like, no, pose like this. Why are you wearing that? Go and put this on. And I was like, okay, now. Yep, strap in. (laughs) Yeah, I don't believe that we should give up at an age. And I think if we start giving up now, then we're just heading in that direction. And I tell you, the it's not about what you look like. It's about how you're going to feel about yourself mm-hmm. at the end yes. of the day. Totally. So, and I also think like when I see people who are maybe, you know, not the skinny, skinny norm, but like they still like present so amazing, right? Like they always like do themselves up, put on their makeup. Like you are beautiful at any size. Just got to put yourself together just because you just because you're quote unquote overweight or whatever, I don't even know whatever that means for whoever, but like, that doesn't mean that you have to wear frumpy things. You don't have to hide your body. You can be beautiful and tasteful. Just like get out there. I agree with you a hundred percent and beautiful and tasteful are the key words because now we've gotten all the way to the other end. It's like celebrate your body, whatever size it is. And I do agree. I feel like Every woman can look amazing. I don't care what your body shape is. And I always say, if there's one person, and I'm not saying that she has a bad body shape, so uh, I'm not saying that, but one person who, and I've said this before, who always looks great no matter what is Queen Latifah. She's not a glamazon. She's not a glamazon glam girl, but when she takes a red carpet, her team, I mean, her hair's not out of place. She always looks good. So please don't anybody give me um, an excuse. And also, I think that I see a lot in New York and I'm like, okay, where did the message go wrong? Because I see women of a certain size wearing clothes that don't fit them. And now you're trying to 
fit into, like you want to look like a Kardashian and wear a crop top and then, and that looks ridiculous too. And I'm not, I'm not shaming anybody. So don't come for me because I will bring it right back to you. (laughs) So this is not about body shaming, but it's about if you're going to celebrate your body, do it in a tasteful way where you enjoy it. You cannot tell me that you wear a bra and your tummy is like past your face and you garner negative attention and you think that this is women empowerment. Cut it out. Eliza, if you, if you heard, if you heard my aunt Ina, she'd be like, do these people have any decency? <laughs> Just because the sun is out doesn't mean you could come out here and wear whatever you want. <laughs> Do you have a mirror? I'm just saying, again, I'm not body shaming. Do you have a mirror? It's do you, boo, but do you in the best way. Not, if, yeah. you know, if you look desperate, don't get mad when you get attention from desperate people and right. you wonder why you know, you're attracting this kind of men or these kind of friends, like check yourself, boo. And if if you're not sure you have me contact me on Instagram, contact somebody you like, don't have to be me, but there's a, uh, you know, Instagram is so big. You can contact anybody and they'll, uh, most people will write you back and be happy to help you be the best version of yourself for sure. And, and don't you feel like when you have your clients, it's mostly like you, you can work with all the things in their closet. Like for the most part, people have all the tools already because they're out there buying all kinds of stuff. So just like organize yourselves, call a professional and you don't, you probably don't even have to buy new clothes. Maybe like one or two staple pieces. They'll make you a board to say, these are, this is like a, a reach because it's very expensive, but it's a nice thing to have. But here you already have all of these things. Make them work for you. Exactly. And I think that because I don't know where this mindset comes from, but people want to stuff everything in their closet. They want to outlive the space that they have. So once you do that, of course you can't see everything. And then you expect to see everything you own. The more space you have, the more stuff you're going to own. You're not going to see everything that you own. And if you have so much space and so many closets, you know, make a point to just work out of one closet for the season for three or four months. And then you can switch out your other stuff, but you should get dressed from one place. If you're getting dressed from three or four different closets, you're already doing too much. I don't know how that's working (laughs) out for you, but I know that doesn't work for most people. And, you know, it makes people be late to wherever they're going to. Um, you go with a scatterbrain mindset because you left all your clothes on the floor or on top of your bed and you come home, there's a sea of clothes on your bed. So yeah, um, I, I'm not saying less is always more, although for me it is, but you know, there's just a way to do it where it's just not that complicated and people buy stuff on sale all the time because you want a great deal. And I get that you want a great deal, but like, let's change the mentality a little bit. The great deal doesn't have to be at Marshall's because Marshall's is usually not a great deal. It's usually the leftover stuff that nobody wants. You really, you're not going to find something great there. Maybe once in a while you will, but I mean, you want a great deal. You want to feel like you scored and got this amazing sale. Find a piece you love that's out of your price range and stalk that thing until it goes down to the price that you want to pay and then snatch it up. And now you're going to put a piece in your closet that you love that you've been wanting for so long and you're going to love it and you're going to use it. That's a score. That's a deal. Not 
getting something, you know, not being excited that you got something for $19.99 and after it's in your closet, it just loses everything that you bought it for. I'm so glad you said that because my husband is always like, you buy these expensive things. I'm like, stop it. You see this coat? I've had it for 10 years and it was $700 10 years ago. And Kate Middleton has this coat. Be quiet. (laughs) So like, (laughs) this coat is fine. Or just like you said, I stocked this Reese coat. It was $2,000. I bought it for $500. It's blush. And then it has this fur on the collar. I love this coat. It's so classic and beautiful. I'm like, this coat I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And I, and I am the same. Like, I don't want to go to Marshall's and I just want to, find the things that I know I'm I'm going to have longevity for. I don't feel that way about workout clothes because they're workout clothes. I'll buy them wherever. Old Navy, junky stuff. I don't really care. I will buy, obviously, some nicer things too, but that stuff comes in and out of my life because I don't care. But I have my summer stuff over here. I have my winter stuff over here. I have my dresses over here. And then I just mix and match. Yes. And a smart person does a high-low all the time. So you invest your money in the YSL bag that you love that you're, and look what you said about the coat. If you break down the cost per wear, that coat paid for itself twice yeah. over. So your husband should yeah. be thanking you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not out there going crazy, right? Yeah. But it's, it pays for itself. So yeah, sometimes you get the stuff that's great quality that you love, that you're going to use a lot, that it's an investment piece. And then you mix in the trendy pieces and then you get the Zara pieces and then you get. Yep. Some disposable stuff too. There's nothing wrong with that. It should be a mix of all of that. If it's not a mix of all of that, you're doing the wrong thing. I will bet you anything that people like the Jenners and the Kardashians and, you know, Rihanna, they may have a closet full of all designer stuff, but you're not going to tell me if they see something and someone said, I got it at Zara, they're not going to send their assistant to Zara to go get it. Okay. Right. They're going to do that. I don't care right. who says what. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you yeah. do. So, 100%. Um, exactly. Yeah. What um, about shoes? What about shoes? <laughs> okay. I just bought a pair of Nike 77s, the high tops. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I love these shoes. I'm going to get them. And I have all these like flat, but I don't really love them. And the heels are, are harder for me now because, I don't know, I turned 40 and now my feet don't work on you. But I don't care. I wear them like I'm out. I'm going to a something. I'm wearing heels. I'm suffering. I don't give a shit. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like you're all going to have to deal with it. But I feel like the shoes like really do come in and come out. I guess because I just wear them all the time. I have obviously high end shoes, but then these like, like I have a pair of these Uggs that are like ankle. I love them. At the end of the season, they're dead. I throw them out and I get a new pair for the next season. So I think with shoes, what's interesting is that look right now we're in a time where we're not wearing shoes. So right. if anyone's going out and buying heels and you just want to save them till we come out of this, I'm not mad at that, but I'm not going to go buy heels. I'm using what's in my closet because when I go out, um, I they're either my two to four hour shoes. I'm wearing them between two and four hours and that's it. So why am I going to buy more? Another thing that I do, and I really do do this, Vanessa, I do not go over my shoe real estate. In other words, I'm not putting more shoes. If I can't see everything again, it's too much for me. I need to see everything I want to wear this season. And so I have, so let's say I have seven pair of sneakers, those seven pair of sneakers. I love they're my, whatever they could be. 
Alexandra McQueen, and then I have my Nike wedges. And I'm a person that I like um, my Nike Sky High. I kind of like things sometimes that are in vogue right now and sometimes that are not. So I just have fun finding limited edition or special collaborations. That's something I like to do. But And I don't care if it's high end or not. What I care about is do I love this sneaker? Is it comfortable? And does it dress up my outfit? Does it give like my staple pieces just that little pop? Because your pop doesn't always have to be in a color. Your pop doesn't always have to be in a print. For me, um, I like um, plain sometimes, not so much print. I'm more prone to just a monochromatic. So because mm-hmm. I am, I will get um, my flashy piece will be like a sneaker or a lip color or brooch, something or bracelet. So I'll find somewhere unexpected to put my pop, if you will. So, but I think when it comes to shoes, you should get what you love first and foremost, what you love. And yes, what's comfortable. And yes, shoes we're living in now. We're changing shoes less than we're changing anything else. So Mm -hmm. get those, you know, whatever, 10 shoes make it a combination of everything that you rotate yeah that you rotate and that you love um and i would just say a little bit buyer beware because i just two days ago three days ago pulled out a pair of boots that i had sitting in my closet for two years because it wasn't um wet it wasn't cold enough to wear them i bought these like i have been waiting for so many years to get a pair of Uggs that go over my knees. These were, uh, they're a small wedge heel and then they go over your knees. Just a neutral, natural boot. But I mean, that is like most of my outfit is just that boot. Everything else, yep. it doesn't matter. The boot takes up my whole leg. Um, you know, so those kind of things, but I don't want things that are going to sit in my closet for that long without being used. So I would just beware yeah. of that. Beware. Makes sense. Makes sense, for sure. Um, I was going to ask you what you thought of this. I had a conversation with someone last week, and they said, you know, I wish someone would have told me, just to switch gears a little bit, they said, I wish someone would have told me that I would have to stop eating certain things at a certain age. So you are a nutritionist, and I assume that you do what I do with people. You start all the way from the bottom, you coach them, you work with them until they get to a certain place. But what's up with us having to stop eating things we love at a certain age? <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's the thing, right? It all that all really depends. What is your goal, right? Is your goal so there, first of all, women, when you turn 35, someone should hand you a book and be like, sis, when you turn 40, this is about to pop off. So, you know, break in case of emergency, break glass, break this. And yes. I'm going to write that book. Yes, so, so this is real talk, right? Perimenopausal, menopausal, postmenopausal, like that 40 onward. These things are happening. And so there is a decrease in the resting metabolic rate. You're expending less, you know, after age 35, you expend less energy. So like in theory, you would get less calories. There are many factors that go into this and it's not simply just about calories in, calories out, but you can't drink alcohol like you used to drink. All your bag of tricks that you used to do because you wanted to lose 10 pounds doesn't happen as easily. The metabolism is different. Things work differently. And when you go to your doctor or you go to someone that actually isn't qualified, they sort of dismiss that right? So then you feel like you're working really hard. And also around nutrition, nutrition is a new science, right? We only started studying nutrition in 1950. After World War II, 
We did autopsies, autopsies on these soldiers. They were young. We saw that they had clogged arteries and we didn't understand why. So we started to really delve into nutrition. So studies that you read are not many of them are not long enough. So just because you read a study that says something is not true. And like, I know the Kardashians and their flat tummy tea, but they're getting paid to promote that flat tummy tea. So that that's why they're telling you about it. But like, they're also not telling you about not necessarily the Kardashians, but many people in Hollywood, right? Like the surgeries or the chefs that they have, or the person that they literally have living in their house that snatches the food out of their hand when they're going to eat it so that they don't eat these quote unquote bad foods. So it's multifaceted. First of all, you're putting yourself up against J-Lo, Adele, the Kardashians. Well, you don't have that kind of money. That's number one. Number two, you have to reframe your mindset. Like when you come into my closet, you're like, girl, you don't have a million dollars, but I'm going to work with what you do have. And let's work with some pieces that are going to help you pop a lipstick, a, a, a jewelry, a shoe. Same exact thing. Listen, guys, you are... You're 60 years old, somebody, right? And you haven't been, you're asking to be a weight that you haven't been since you were 20. So like, that's not gonna happen right now. But I do identify that you have some things, right? Like you drink alcohol every day, you eat sweets every night. Those are things that are difficult to metabolize. You're doing a lot of work, making your liver work really hard. So let's change, let's reframe. So I help people through that. And I really talk with them about how hard it is. And I always make them feel like I'm working for them and with them. But like, if you were with me right now, you wanted to work with me, like I'm doing the work too. I'm doing it. I'm giving you the ideas. I'm checking in on you. I'm asking you what's up. I'm telling you, how can I support you? I'm, I'm also like up your ass being like, what are you doing? I thought we were doing this, this, and this. And I also show you the mirror. Did you want to achieve this goal? Okay, well, you didn't do any of the things that I asked. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I can motivate you to do anything. So it's true. People, people need to be honest and say, as time goes on, you're going to become lactose intolerant. That's normal. You don't have the lactase enzyme. So you're not going to be able to eat ice cream and pizza. Sorry. That's true. Maybe you're going to develop a weird allergy to fruit when you get older. I, people come to me. They're like, I used to be able to eat fruit. Now I can't. I'm like, yeah. You've been alive for 45 years. Something's going to happen. <laughs> but the thing, Vanessa, is that nobody tells us this unless I have been living under a rock because it's not me. It's a lot of people that I know that um, and I'm one of those people. All of a sudden, I'm 53 years old and I'm lactose intolerant. I have an allergy to this. The way I eat is ridiculous. Let me tell you what I eat. I, first of all, I can only eat clean because when I, when I go off of clean, I am sick to my stomach and I go to yeah, bed miserable. with a tummy yeah. ache. So yeah. I have to eat like Applegate chicken tenders for children. I mean, the most ridiculous, <laughs> I'm eating from the children's section. I'm not kidding you in all foods. And then it's just like all these things. So I guess the same way that people need me to say, listen, this is how you have a wardrobe that's curated. This is how you keep it going. This is how you make it for your life. I, people really need people like you, including me. I can honestly sit here and say, Vanessa Rosetto, girl, I need you because left to my own devices, one day I do great, the next day I don't, and you're absolutely right. My bag of tricks of losing weight to get it off in four days because I know I'm getting on that flight, 
doesn't work anymore. And I don't want to be one of those people. I think that because of that, because we don't know, society by default just goes right in and just kind of gives up and says, well, I guess I just can't lose this weight. So I'm just going to keep going till the wheels fall off. I don't want to be the keep going till the wheels fall off. I want to stay as young as possible naturally. So that's a whole conversation, but I mean, yes, first of all, you look amazing. So thank you very much. I don't believe that you're 53. So that's another conversation we will have. But, <laughs> but I, but you're right. I think that, yeah, people just aren't honest because it's not sexy to say, no, sorry, nutrition is work. No, sorry. You're going to have to do work. That's not sexy. You don't want to hear that. You want right. to be like, oh, I just drank this water and the Applegate chicken farm nuggets. I'm going to lose weight. That's what you want to hear. And I'm like, no, you need to eat <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I need vet- green vegetables at lunch and dinner. I need 100 ounces of water. Like, Because I am very prescriptive. With, yes. Like you said before, like, don't come at me. I don't want to hear you. Don't tell me about intuitive eating. The person who developed intuitive eating is like, if you try that when you're older, it's not going to work. That's for children. Don't Don't come at me for this. But I'm telling you, you need a plan. Because if I say to you, Eliza, you need 30 grams of fiber today, you're going to be like, where do I get that? But if I say to you, I want you to put two tablespoons of chia seeds in your oatmeal. I want you to eat one cup of raspberries at little lunch. I want you to have a half of a sweet potato at dinner. You can execute that. Absolutely. And that's the thing with all of these um, diet fads or books or even the word diet, right? That everyone is like, here's my quick fix in a package. And because I look so good, I can sell this to you. And then you're like... Can you just give me step A, B, C? Just tell me what to do today. Step one, step two, step three. That's it. Don't give me everything else because everything else is too much for me. If it wasn't, I wouldn't be here looking for help. So give me the help. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. And that's how I approach people's closets. I don't expect them to know everything. Or Now that I you had a session with me, you should know all of this. No, it is a work in progress. We have to keep going people it's a lifestyle right and it's the same thing with home organization and closet and listen the reason that i do that is because once your closet is organized and your home is organized the first thing you do is say okay what next what other area of my life do i want to get with that i want to get right with do i just want to sit here and netflix and chill then you can netflix and chill if your stuff is in order you can netflix and chill because let me tell you if you're in the middle of your netflix and chill and someone calls you and says ah let's go to dinner oh you know we got this reservation that was so hard to get imagine that this is where we're at we got this Uh you know it's so hard to get let's go you want to get up and say, all right, I'm down. I'll Yes, I'll be yep. there in 45 minutes and not it be such a big deal. That's right. That's right. Exactly. You just want, you want to feel good in all areas. You want to be organized. You want to have a plan. You want to know that there are people that you could lean on that educate you and continue to educate you and support you so that you can continue to feel good. But girl, when my house is organized and all, and I purged, oh, when I have a good purge in here, I feel so good. <laughs> Yes, that's the thing, right? You feel so good. And we do all these other superficial things to feel good. But when you do the real work to feel good, there's value in that. You're like, yes, I'm winning. I'm a winner. I'm winning all day. Come for me. You can't get my game. My game is like so tight right now. And that's so good. Yeah, it's such a great confidence booster. 
I inspect my kids' desks every, like, every night, like, when they're, because, you know, they Zoom school, and they have these lofted beds with a desk underneath, yeah. and so I, like, well, like, go in and do, like, a tour, and, like, my son, Rocco, he'll be like, it's clean, right, mommy? I'm like, yes, he puts everything away, I'm like, this is good, and, like, my daughter, she's like her father, so it's like, can you put this away? Can you put this over here? She's right. like, it's fine, it's not fine, <laughs> like, organize yourself, girl, <laughs> get it going but she'll get there she'll get there but yeah it just feels satisfying like the day is done and you can really relax because everything has its place and you know listen that helps you raise well-rounded kids because if you can be organized in that and have that discipline to do so then it's not going to be so hard for you to approach other areas of your life and that's part of the whole reason of what i do once you know that you can master this then you can tackle the next area of your life because we're always going to be a work in progress, but we don't know how much time we have here. So let's make the best of it. And I tell you, you know, you know this as well as I do when you come home and everything is in a good place, you just have, you're at peace in your mind. Mm -hmm. You're at peace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every day when we used to leave the house, because everybody would leave before me and I would just like, you know, clean up the sink, fluff up the pillow. And I do that every night before I go to bed, wipe down the counters, put all the dishes away, fluff up the pillows. My husband's like, you act like someone's coming over. I'm like, let me tell you something. When I wake up in the morning, I want to see all the stuff away. Yes. <laughs> Don't want to start like dishes in the sink. You cannot have that. It makes no I sense. Love, I love it. Are you, as far as style and fashions, are you an online shopper or, or are you an in-store shopper? I used to be an in-store shopper. I liked it, right? So like, <laughs> like, but, but Eliza, I would, I would be like, I have a plan. So I'd be like, okay, today I'm, like, I'm not coming. I will not be home until late. Cause I would go like, you know, after work. Cause I, my office is at your stay on the federal, right? So like, this is where, you know, everything is there. That was so, so I'm, like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the street. I'm going, I'm going to Bloomingdale's on Prince street. I'm going, I am busy. Yeah, you so have that everything felt good. There. Zara, whatever you want is there. So that's what I loved because you could touch everything, see everything. Now it's like a little bit harder because, you know, you see these things and you're like, Oh, I think this is going to be really nice. And then you order it and it comes and you're like, Oh, that's not the material I thought it was going to be. And I'm not very good at visualizing from the internet. So I, you know, I'll have to like send it to someone like you and be, so when you were like, here's a skirt for you, I was like, I can trust this. This is going to come to me and it's going to be what I want. So it was like, boop, done, ordered, but it's a little bit scary, but I like to walk around and touch the things and just like be by myself, listen to my music and shop. I do too. It's my favorite way to shop. And it took me a really long time to be an online shopper. I'm a stylist. How could I be an online shopper? I need to see and feel the clothing. I love yep. clothing. I appreciate clothing. Um, but I think there are ways to kind of get around the online shopping. And um, I guess by default, I've gotten better at it. But um I always make sure I read the reviews, especially the people who leave a photo with their review or someone who's like, put it on. Like That's one of the best things that all these brands can do. Have people put it on and take a picture of it and stay with their experiences. As soon as you see it on a person, you're like, okay, so I know what it's going to look like on my body type. Oh, so that's what it yeah. really looks like when it's outside of off of a model and in real lighting, right? So I think that yeah. that's 
very, very helpful. Uh, would you, what three tools or tips can someone utilize to change how they eat starting today, right now? Okay. First of all, you need to have a green vegetable at lunch and at dinner. Always one cup. Good. That's easy, right? That could be a lettuce. Yep. That could be a broccoli. That could be a green bean. That could be a cucumber. That could be anything, right? Another way to get vegetables too is you buy like carrots and peppers and cucumbers and you rinse them and you slice them up and you put them in a container. So like, for example, last night we didn't have any more vegetables, but my whole family, we each just grabbed a portion and put it on our plates because we already had this crudite already done, right? So it's that. Okay. Then you need to drink water. You all need to drink water. I don't know why you're at, you don't like it. I don't know what, I don't know what the problem is. You're always telling me you don't like the way it tastes. Doesn't taste like anything. You need water. It's going to help you in so many areas of your life. I don't know why you don't like it, but you need to drink it. So just drink it, right? There's that. Also, thank you. Thank you. Go, go, keep going. <laughs> also, if you want to have dessert every night, have dessert every night. The thing is, make it one serving of the dessert. Like, you don't need to eat the whole pint of ice cream. Just eat half a cup. You don't need to eat a sleeve of cookies. Just eat three. Drink. And if you were drinking water all damn day, you wouldn't feel the propensity to eat the sleeve. I'm telling you, what I'm saying, it all links up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love that you said that. But wait, I have a question. I'm not one of those people who doesn't like the taste of water. That's hilarious to me, but I get it. It's the excuses, right? But um, yeah. I do love carbonated water and um, I drink all the time. So is that okay? It is okay. The only thing you have to know about that is, number one, if you have a propensity towards cavities, you have to watch the amount of carbonated water you drink because it can erode the enamel on the teeth, the CO2. So oh. pay attention. Also, don't drink carbonated beverages past six o'clock because it irritates the urethra and it makes you go to the bathroom even more. I learned that from a urologist. That That's super valuable because I... Mm -hmm. What I like to do is iced tea is my favorite drink. So then I'm like, just have one a day. You know why? Because this girl right here loves Splenda. And I know Splenda is probably worse than crack. So um, I'm like, just do one iced tea, use the Splenda you're going to use. And so then I have like my carbonated whatever, my That's hibiscus yeah. water, my coconut sure. water. So that way I feel like there's just a little flavor in my water and I'm having some kind of tropical drink as if I need to have a different drink, you know, all throughout the day, a different drink. Like if I'm a princess or a queen, like it doesn't even need you, to be. You are, you are a queen and you can have flavored, but let me tell you about the Splenda, <laughs> which will get you off of it. Uh, with Splenda, we take the, sh the water molecules off and we add chlorine. So there's three water molecules on a sugar. We take that off uh -huh. and we add three chlorine. You would never drink chlorine. So, so every single day. Chlorine with my iced tea. Okay. Yeah. That's so gross. That, that will, that, so that's going to help change. Now, every time you go to put that in your mouth, you're going to be like, I don't know that I actually need that. So you could try like stevia. You could try like a monk fruit. You can just try regular sugar. One teaspoon of sugar is 16 calories. It's not what's ruining your diet. Like don't eat fake stuff. Have real things. Okay. I hate the stevia. I don't think I like just have regular sugar. Either. 
Yeah. I, maybe I'll just go back to, I've been so like programmed, like don't have sugar. It's going to kill you. It's like a gun. So then I'm like, okay, all right, all right. I won't have sugar. So, but yet I mean, I'm if, having, if you're chlorine, having, that's a lot of ha- fun. Yeah. But I mean, if you're having like eight teaspoons of sugar, okay, we have a problem. If you have one teaspoon of sugar, you're going to live. All right. So Vanessa, thank you for the fabulous takeaways today. Water, 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 even if it's carbonated, but not after 6 p.m. Don't mess with the Splenda because you're really drinking chlorine. So it's like drinking pool water and drinking Splenda are the absolute same exact thing. Exactly. Um, And incorporate vegetables, green vegetables, two Mm -hmm. times at lunch and dinner at lunch and dinner. Thank you. So those are great takeaways. We talked about, um, shoes and that you should have shoes that are comfortable shoes that you love and a combination, right? Of whatever sneakers, boots, heels, whatever it is, but have everything that you love that since you wear shoes, most of the time, that's really our thing in this pandemic more than anything. Shoes have Every shoe that you have, you should love. It should be comfortable. You should wear it and just buy the kind of shoes you love and maybe not heels because we're not wearing heels right now. Unless you no. real, no. unless you see a heel that you absolutely love and you know is going to go with a lot of stuff and you're going to wear it and you've been waiting for that thing to go on sale, buy it, enjoy it, love it, wear it around the house if you need to. But if it makes you happy, buy the shoe and that you can wear leopard prints in a very tasteful way. So we talked about that and, um, Oh gosh, Vanessa, where can people find you? If they're like, okay, I got to get off this hamster and get on with my nutrition. I need a coach. I'm ready. Where do they find you? They can find me at easily Kulina health. So C U L I N a health. And then you can find us in the bio and we, we take insurance for like 95% insurance based. And we have, not uh nine practitioners working for us so you you're good i'll take care of all of you that is wonderful thank you so much thank you've got you. to come back i feel like this I was half so a conversation fun. it was but we can keep going don't worry we're gonna we're gonna do this this summer hopefully together in puerto rico from a beach i love that <laughs> and we have to snatch up audrey so yes 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 perfect thank you so much for being here hey guys you can thank always you. find vanessa rosetto on instagram at colina health c-u-l-i-n-a on instagram yep. you can catch us the wardrobe boss podcast where you find all your streaming podcasts apple spotify amazon stitcher iheart we are there representing so tell a friend Bring a friend, join the conversation, get in on the conversation. And if there's anything we're not talking about, just DM me wardrobe boss or wardrobe boss podcast on Instagram and let me know what conversation or what you want to hear in the conversation. And that way you get in on the conversation. So thank you, Vanessa, again, for being here. Thank you for everybody who rocked with us today and we will chat and have a great day. Wardrobe Boss is hosted and produced by Eliza Perilla. Edited by Ken Johnson. Associate producer, Lauren Turner. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Wardrobe Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Wardrobe Boss is a mean old line media production. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.